Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast for this Team Sheet Tantrum, Aston Villa versus West Ham, in a game that is already marred and rife with rumour about starting lineups, um, which is, I suppose, 
good in a way when we're doing a team sheet tantrum. It means we can talk through it and we can look at it. We can see what actually comes to fruition. And as you can probably hear outside my door, my dog is just up in arms over the fact that there is rumors online that Tyrone Mings may not start today, which for me is extremely worrying, um, given that uh, uh, given what our centre half situation is at the moment. Um, another thing that's worrying is that it was reported last night by uh, uh, was it Alan Nixon that uh, um, Craig Dawson was uh, another name added to the to the centre back uh, merry go round that could be joining Aston Villa. I'm going to be really honest, lads. I'm going to find it difficult to do. Uh, a scouting in a transfer one on on Craig Dawson. I'm going to find it really difficult to do it. Um, so I wouldn't be expecting one of those. Um, unless something some uh, folly hits me in the middle of the night or something like that. But let's concentrate on the players that we do have and the players that we uh we expect to see today. Um, I suppose talking about the team sheet as well. Last night, Craig Butler either threw his toys out of the pram or hit the uh the the white nephew's uh, room a bit early and went a bit nuts on on uh, Instagram um talking about you know pretty much just playing the victim playing that uh that everything is wrong and it's everybody else's fault except for Leon Bailey um as anybody here who knows me will know that stuff really gets under my skin and uh, if you've got something to say say it to the club don't take Instagram over you petulant child of a man uh, after you did an absolutely useless uh, press conference thing on on YouTube to for the signing of Liam Bailey, please don't be coming after people on Instagram, you clown. That's what I have to say about uh, about stuff like that. And I would say it about anybody who puts their stuff, puts who wears their dirty laundry on Instagram because I think it's the height of unprofessionalism. Um, so that one is out of the way. I'm wearing my I'm wearing a shirt today. I'm wearing Aston Villa shirt. We realised as well during the week that um. We realised on, what was it, Friday, actually, we realised that uh, we haven't been winning recently and I haven't been wearing shirts on the team sheet tantrums recently. And I did for the Everton game and somebody pointed out my DMs. I don't know who went back and looked at these. I'm, I must uh, see if I can find it. Um, but somebody pointed out that I had something like a 60 or 70% hit rate for when I wore a shirt in the team sheet tantrum as opposed to when I didn't. So, look, it's worth, everything is worth a try at the moment. Everything is worth the try, so I'm wearing my shirt, and we'll see if that works out for today. But the team sheet tantrum, as I say, I'm here on my own today. Paddy was at Liam Gallagher last night, and he's still making his way back, trudging his way back from Dublin. Um, from uh, he was in Kilmainham Jail, and uh, yeah, as I said, that Paddy was was at that, so I won't be joined by Paddy today. So it's just going to be my mormings. And um, we've got about five minutes before the team sheet tantrum is announced. But what I want to do is because I said I'm wearing my shirt at the moment, you guys may know that we do have a shirt giveaway on the podcast at the minute. We do have a giveaway for the shirt for, for a shirt. You guys have seen it. It's been going on all week. If you haven't seen it, entries are now closed because what I'm going to do is prior to the team sheet tantrum, I'm going to give away that shirt to somebody. So the criteria for this was, and this is in conjunction with Finton Hand from Addicted to Villa. Um, you would find him on, uh, on uh, Twitter. Give him a shout. Um, Finton and myself came together and we're going to give away a shirt, to, a shirt of choosing, whether it be the away kit, whether it be the home kit, whether it be the third kit, whatever people want, whatever the person, the lucky winner wants. We would give away that shirt. And all you have to do is retweet a tweet and, and follow myself and follow Finton. And we're going to give away the shirt now. So we're going to start on a real positive note. So let me just bring up, and this is going to be extremely random. So this is the tweet that everybody had to retweet and had to follow. And there you go. And winner would be announced today. As it, excuse me, as it says. 
And I'm very, very randomly just going to click on retweets here. And what I'm going to do is everybody's name is up. I'm literally just going to back and forth as fast as I can. And this person, oh, it's a Man City fan. I can't give it to him. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I don't know why a Man City fan likes it. Tough. I'm giving it to a Villa fan. This person, Peter Moore from Newcastle in, in, in New South Wales, is the winner of our shirt. Peter, get in contact with us. And we will, if you are watching this, you are the winner. Uh, get in contact with us and we will send you a shirt. It's as simple as that. That's how random the giveaway was. So uh, I will DM you, Peter, and let you know. For everybody else, keep an eye out. We are going to be doing more giveaways. As you can see there, we are in association with Fanatics down at the bottom here. Um, we do have an affiliate code with Fanatics and we are working with them over the course of this season. So we are going to be doing some more giveaways. So keep an eye out. The next giveaway won't be too far away. So if obviously we've only got one winner for the shirt today, there will be more uh, giveaways uh, coming throughout the course uh, between now and Christmas. So thanks very much to everybody who entered. Well done, Peter. Hopefully you're watching. Hopefully you're up. Hopefully uh, everything is all good down in New South Wales. And we will... Um, we will be on the way to you with that uh, with that shirt. Bit of good news. I better open my comments. Haven't even looked at any comments. Haven't even looked at any comments there. Um, uh, 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 oh. Here we go. So where are the comments? Uh, Test the metal today, says Sweet Karma. Um, and stake in the ground for the rest of the season, I'd say. Ian says, I'm looking forward to this game. It'll be entertaining as there'll be lots of chances for both sides. I'm hoping that home advantage will see us through. Yeah, um, I'm hoping... I'm hoping, I'm hoping we see more than just home advantage. I know what you mean, Ian, and I completely agree with you. Um, but I'm hoping that we we see more than just home advantage. I'm hoping that we see um, a situation whereby we we actually look like we can control the game in any way, shape, or form, or that we have a game plan to keep it away from their big men, and that we look coherent from corners. And you mentioned here as well, why no means. Um, is it is it because of injury? And uh, FAC agent Jared says it's illness, and that's what I'm worried about because Kanza and Chambers aren't the best in the air. And uh, while I'm not worried about either the two of them on the ground, we have been getting caught from corners, and I would like to see Tyrone Mings in there considering he has that that height and and so on. So he's going to be one name we're going to be looking for to see if he is on the team sheet. But as I say, it is at the moment uh, being rumored that he is out with illness. So. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that uh, that is not the case. Um, where else are we here? AVFC agent Jared once again ready for Declan Rice to score his only world class goal of the season today and born to run us absolutely ragged. Yeah, <laughs> Declan Rice just does like to score his only goals of note. I suppose really, it'd be nice if he missed the penalty again like he did against um, Forest. Well, actually, it'd be nice if he never had the opportunity to score a penalty. That would be even better. But thank you so much for the for the uh, the five five pound super chat AVFC agent Jared. Really appreciate it. And thanks so much for always coming on the streams and for, for to everybody as well for coming on and chatting. Um where else are we? Uh yeah, and Ian says if no Bailey cue another butler meltdown. I I I'm taking it that Bailey isn't starting, and that's where the first meltdown came from in the first place on Friday night. I, I I'm taking it that um in walkthroughs or whatever they were doing or game planning that it was that the team was was more or less um, communicated, or at least the forward line was more or less communicated. I'm, I'm thinking that that's what the meltdown was. And yeah, I, I'm not here for that. I'm going to call out anybody who does that, whether they be the best player on our team, whether they be the agent of somebody, whether it be the manager. I think it's right. I think I think it's just completely unprofessional. And um, yeah, 
as I say, that's uh, that should be between between player and club, and agent and club, and not agent and Instagram for me. Uh, but maybe I'm just old school in that one. Um, John Bambury, this is an interesting one. West Ham fans don't want Dawson to go. They rate him. Um, it's not that I don't rate him. It's suppose it's just kind of the baggies connection for Craig Dawson. Um, and look, he's not going to move the needle for an awful lot of people, I don't think. He's not going to move the needle from the point of view of uh, name recognition. And I think I, I'm very much okay with, like, if Benrek comes in, if, if Dawson comes in, I'm okay with the in the knowledge that, you know, if Diego Carlos is back, that once again, this guy is just is going to be in the centre-back rotation. And actually, I... I, I'm not as down. Like while obviously Benrack isn't the ideal situation for me, um, I can see why Steven Gerrard will go from because he does have more good qualities than bad. It's just once again, it's not a, it's not something that moves the needle. I think from a, an excitement point of view, and we should have team news. In fact, we do have team news. I was talking too much, so put your fingers to your ears if you don't like the the team alert. But we have a team alert. Yeah, look at that. Team alert is going nowhere. So adding to the stream, we have, yeah, Martinez, Cash, Chambers, Kanza, Dina, McGinn, Kamara, Douglas Louise comes in for Jacob Ramsey, something that we, myself and Dan Bardell spoke about and said that we would like to see. Coutinho behind Watkins and Ings. Yeah, look, um, I could see why Douglas Louise came in, but we have... Even on the bench, guys were looking very thin from a defensive point of view. Like Josh Feeney, um, I, I, I'm certain. I think I, I saw teams. Josh Feeney played for the under 18s or for the 21s uh, in the last couple of days, and I think that might make him ineligible to play um, in the Premier League. Like someone can can tell me whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong in that one, but I think that might make him ineligible to play um, for the Premier for the the first team. So we have Augustinson and Young as our backups in defence. And I'm going to be honest, guys, I'm bloody terrified. I'm terrified of, of uh, if we get an injury in defence. Yes, I know you can move Kamara back there, but we've brought Kamara in to be a six. And if we're already going to be looking at, like in a situation here where we're going to be looking to move him into an auxiliary centre-half role, which he'd probably be fine in, no, no doubts, shocks or anything in my mind with regards to that. But for me, I'm like you have to go into this game with massive trepidation without Tyrone Mings there. Now, from a talking and, a, and an organization point of view, Chambers brings that. Chambers is a very vocal person. I'm not, this isn't denigrating Chambers in any way, shape, or form, but it's like, it's it, it's the, can it, can anybody tell me here? Maybe AVFC Stato is here, or maybe somebody has it to hand. Have Chambers and Kanz ever started a game together? Have they ever started a game together? I think they did. They must have, anyway, must have when Tyrone Mings was, was dropped maybe last season. Oh, no, yeah, that was Courtney House. I think Courtney House came in for when, whenever he was dropped. Can anybody in the comments tell me if Tyrone Mings uh, or if Chambers and Kanza have ever played together? Because that's it's not that I, I think they can't play together. It's look, it's what's behind them on a the bench to, to come up it should the situation happen uh, that one of them gets injured. And like you're looking at Kamara going back into center half, you're looking at Tim or Nakamba coming on in that instance, are likely what he would probably do is bring on Jacob Ramsey and move Douglas Louise back into that six role. And you know, it very much so looks like we're going backwards when you look at that, when you look at the team and the way that it's set up, like you could basically just take a timestamp and bring us back to March of, la of this year, you know, towards the tail end of the season. And while it might work and things might be fine, look, for me, it's like it's, that's what we want. We want to see some sort of progression. I think I'm very, I'm very, um, I feel very sorry for Emi Buendia. Emi Buendia, we know that he has put in 
the work, he's put in the effort, and he's put in some good performances for Aston Villa, um, even in his short cameos. And I think against Crystal Palace, he put in a pretty decent performance. Although I, I didn't think he was, I thought he was okay, but I thought he could have done more. And I was, I was left frustrated by some of the things. Now he didn't get a lot of the ball, but I was left frustrated by what he did when he had the ball at times and looking back at it. But look, the whole team was frustrating that day. So I'm not going to pick him out as somebody who needs, who needs a, a battering over. Absolutely not. He's, he certainly wasn't the reason that we were losing that game 3 1. Absolutely not. But, when you look at this again, you know, he he still did more than Philippe Coutinho. And Coutinho came on and we have Coutinho starting. And I know people are going to say, oh, Jared's starting, he's mate and whatever. Uh, look, Coutinho could score could score two goals today or what, uh, and, and, and change on our minds. But look, you know, we're, it's like, I'm kind of at the stage where by how are we ever going to know what the link up play between Bundy and the two and the two strikers up front is going to be if we don't, if we don't get a, a string of it in games. Um, but then again, they have plenty of time in training to do that. So, so why is there? So, so you know, there is, there is. Uh, I, I suppose that is something that we have to take into account as well. That they do, they do look at this in training. But for me, I just think it's very, it's very much a situation whereby we really need to see what the tactics are going to be. The tactics need to be one hundred percent nailed down here because we're we're trying we're trying the same thing since January. In the main, we're trying the same thing since January and we're hoping something different comes from the end of it. And that's what it kind of feels like to me. Kind of Groundhog Day-ish, the way we set up. And it doesn't seem like there's been much change. So once again, I'm sitting here in a team sheet tantrum and I'm saying to myself, um, and, and I'm saying to myself that I won't have a clue how I'm going to feel about this until 10 minutes into the game. Because... It's all about how the team sets up. It's all about what, what spaces we're looking to cover off. It's all about what our fullbacks do. Essentially, we're back to the situation here whereby it's all going to be about what our fullbacks do. Are our fullbacks going to be in a more defensive mood today or are they going to be the only, the only players they're going to give us width? And based on that team, it looks like they're going to be the players that are going to give us width again. And I'm not too sure about Kanza and Chambers being that, that centre-half partnership if they're going to have all that ground to cover. Hopefully they go out. They prove everyone wrong. They do a smashing job today. They're both two decent defenders, absolutely. But as I say, it's a it's it's a situation that I wouldn't I I don't want I didn't want this to be in. I don't want this to be in, and I don't feel comfortable with. Come go back to your comments there, guys. Um gonna go back to your uh comments. Here is uh, sorry, I'm just gonna Apologies to anyone who said, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought maybe Bailey might be used here as well because, uh, but the one big thing that I think that Bailey didn't, didn't get a run or it wasn't started today is uh, Paddy shared a statistic with me and I need to see it that like when Bailey, when Ings and Watkins play together, we actually have pretty favorable results, pretty favorable results. I think like we've, we've, we've gotten results in seven games out of 10 or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. I could be saying the wrong thing. I think in this game specifically, Bailey, it could go one of two ways. Bailey could drag one of the Suchek or Rice around, or Bailey could get absolutely hammered by the two of them and not see not see an awful lot of the ball. Coutinho, the exact same thing could happen to Coutinho in this game because of that very reason. But you'd have to believe that Coutinho, with the experience of playing in the Premier League and playing at the world's at the top level of football, would have to pull something out of the bag today. Like it's it's going to revolve around Coutinho. 
and our fullbacks. Again, we're saying this. I might as well pre-record these team sheet tantrums at this stage because it's exactly the same thing that we're saying once more. So, fingers crossed, as I say. And I hate that. I hate going into a game by going, fingers crossed, we have a good game plan here because I'm just not seeing anything different from from, uh, team sheets. I'm not seeing much different from the setup point of view. Yes, we potentially, potentially, it doesn't look like it, could be playing with two sixes here and looking to kind of pack a bus somewhere along the line. I just don't see it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Happy Louise is starting, says LJM. Hopefully Coutinho has a good game and another Buendia masterclass off the bench. Exactly. That's, I, I think, like, the, the word hopefully, again, like, you know, everything here is like, I hope this person, I, I really wish this person would have a good game. You know, I think if we're to win, this person has to have a good game. The, the problem here is that we can't be confident that Coutinho will actually even touch the ball 30 times in the first half, you know. And and, and for me, that's the that's the thing that's beginning to become a small a bit repetitive, I think, with him. Uh, we must be, what, 13, 14 games now without a goal contribution or something like that. There was one of those stats going on. Once again, do not quote me on that. Uh, that's just me talking off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, I hope he does because we know he's a good player. We just haven't seen it. We need another Southampton, another Leeds uh, game. We just need it from him. And um, hopefully that is uh, that game is going to be today. Um, let's have a little look at the West Ham team. I don't know if there's any surprise in the West Ham team. Fabianski comes back. He is in goals. Uh, Johnson, Carrer, uh, whose name I can't pronounce, Zuma and Cresswell, Emerson. Emerson comes into the team playing as a wide player. Emerson. Wait a minute. One, two, three. They're hardly playing five at the back. Emerson comes in. Uh, Rice, Suchek, Fornells, Bowen and Skamaka. I know Emerson must be playing as one of the wide players of uh, closer to the front line, but they obviously start Skamaka, so we know what that means. Get your first goal scorer bets on right now, lads, for the big Italian. No, um, Antonio, Antonio gets the bench today. No, Ben Rama, no, Cornet. Um, from a selfish point of view, Connor Coventry makes the bench again. From an Irish point of view, good player and uh, nice player, and uh, delighted he's been in more squads than not. I think he's nearly been in all the squads actually, uh, at the start of the season. He's a nice player, and from an Irish point of view, it's good to see him there. But, um, yeah, I'm not exactly enthused uh, coming up against this team. First choice centre-half partnership, albeit a new centre-half partnership, but both of them very um, very capable defenders. Well, capable is actually undersetting them. They're both very good defenders, and we're going to need to be uh, on our top, top uh, best behaviour, I think, with those guys to try and move the ball in the place. But Ben Johnson, Cresswell are going to attack. Uh, as I say, Emerson is probably there to... Uh, like he's going, he's going to have uh, a touch of of defensive abilities as well. Obviously, he can play that wing back position, and um, but once again, he's just been thrust into the team after signing during the week. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hopeful. 
more than expectant, I think, is the mood for today. But I am going to say, as always, I'm going to say Aston Villa are going to score today. And I think Aston Villa are going to win 2-1. And the only reason I'm saying Aston Villa are going to win 2-1 is because I hate being negative all the time. So I'm going to bring it. I'm going to try and be a small bit positive. I'm going to think I'm going to say that somehow in the wide earthly world, Aston Villa, I want Aston Villa to win 2-1 today. But all likelihood, I think, you know, we need to be really disciplined against this team today. Really, really disciplined. And we need to have such a situation that we can cope with 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 um with the with the uh the physicality and second of all like as people mentioned there Jared Bowen Fornells and now the new guy up top Skamaka Skamaka is a damn good player really good player um so we're go- and it's he must be licking his lips coming in against an untried partnership as well between um Chambers and Kanza so what's working for them what they were delighted to be able to do get Skamaka scoring during the week get his confidence up get him into a team against Aston Villa. And then we lose our best defender and have an unproven partnership in. So already we're, there's a feeling for me of being behind the eight ball. But football is played on, on grass. It's not played on paper. And we have every chance, every as much a chance as everybody else to win this game. Um, but as I say, a lot of this is going to have to be won in the dugout. And it's right to, I suppose, be a small a bit sceptical as to whether we have those in-game tactical changes that can make this game. Uh, what Aston Villa needed to be. Um, where else are we? Where else are we? Where else are we? View from the stands. Good to see you, man. He says we will win today, or we win today. Just I, I as I say, I'm going to try and bring the positivity to for two reasons. I'm hungover, drastically hungover, and second of all, yeah, I've had a lot of negativity. I've been very negative this week, and I could do with something positive. So a smash and grab result. Oh, over the course of the, the 90 minutes today would be absolutely delightful for me. Even a draw would be absolutely delightful. It would cure my hangover and it would also cure... I don't like being negative. You guys will know I'm a, I'm a naturally positive person. I usually try and come on here and be as positive as, as possible. But this has been a tough week. It's been a tough two weeks to stay positive um, for whatever reason. And uh, I'm drawing a line in the sand on that now and going to call uh, an Aston Villa win today. Um... Johnny Five Fit says, "Who plays left side at centre back? I, I suppose you'd ha- like. There was times last week where actually our two centre halves swapped. As as you guys might know, I'm not a huge believer that one has to be left footed and one has to be right footed playing two centre halves. You could like international teams get drilled themselves brilliantly, and they don't. They play their two best centre halves an awful lot of the time. Okay, England have an embarrassment of riches, but when you come into Little Old Ireland, sometimes we will play. Or not sometimes, all the time we would, we would." nearly always be playing two right-footed centre-halves. Now, that's not a ringing endorsement considering the way Ireland play football at the moment, but traditionally, you know, international teams will play with two right-sided centre-halves and, and, and you know, you can still drill them. I For one or two games, I think it's, it's it's not a massive thing. And for me, I don't think it's the be-all and end-all to have a left-footer and a right-footer. It's ideal, of course, because you want to be able to clear the ball and you're a good foot and not have to, you know, not, 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 have, somebody, not have somebody close you down. But Ideally, you've got a professional footballer who should be able to 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 play left sided centre back if he was if he's right footed as well. But um, as I say, time will tell. Time will tell on that one. Um, where else are we? <coughs> yeah, Mike Warnball says Skamaka getting his first start is concerning. It absolutely is. It's 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 a worrying one. But uh, as I say, he's only human like everybody else. He could go out and have a stinker. Um, and as I say once again, we're hoping he does. Uh, more so than anything else. Um. Uh, Ash Hall says this first eleven is a narrow formation that will expose us to Bones' pace when wings back wing backs go forward for us. 
trying to play Coutinho versus Suchek and Rice with no, pay, no wingers or, or, or pace, Jared is naive. I'll be honest with you, that's exactly what was going through my mind as well when I was talking about Leon Bailey. Uh, we Not having that pace means it's going to be, we're going to have to see that level of effort that we saw from Ollie Watkins against uh, against Everton. He's going to be busy today. Ollie Watkins is, go- is going to have to be the busiest player in the field today because he's going to have to move multiple players. He's going to have to get in between. Uh, he's going to have to make manufacture passing lanes for Danny Ings. And he's going to have to, um, as I say, transition between that start of the attacking third and into the box. He's going to be busy today. And I know I saw some stats. I've seen some stats. AFC Jared had that we've run the fewest amount of kilometers 101 kilometers or something like that, uh, since the start on average since the start of the season. I think Ollie Watkins might need to run 101 kilometers during the game today. You know, he's going to need to be super busy, he's going to need to be super busy, and I think he can be. I think that's one thing he has going for him is that honesty of effort and that endeavor and getting around the place. He's not a lazy player whatsoever, so I've got faith that he can do that. And he did it against Everton, albeit we're a step up from Everton in this game today. Um, where else are we? Where else are we? Uh, 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 this this is right as well, Robin, and that's why I think I, I'm I've I've been quite vocal, and I think we're going to be super busy busy over the next couple of days. Um, if we do want to be a first half, a top half team, says Rob, uh, we need to have a squad that doesn't mean an injury, an illness, leave us in a pan- leaves us in a panic. And I think the one, the only position on the field, well, maybe two positions in the field, whereby one injury leaves us in panic at the moment is centre half and arguably in the striker department if we're going to continue to play two strikers. Arguably there. Um but yeah, not ideal. Not of all the positions. And it ha- it's, it happened just a couple of times last season when we had an injury in one position, two people went down. I think the centre half position was kind of like that at times. Um Josh Feeney was on the bench. And I think it's it's like an illness or something like that whereby it just kind of happens on the day. Maybe he's ill, maybe he's picked up something stomach bug. I don't know, test a positive, something along those lines. I don't know. Who knows what happened to Ings? Um, I'm sure Stephen Jarrod will mention whether it's illness or injury in the in his post pre-match um comments. But I think that it, the, the 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 situation here whereby it's such bad luck means that Josh Feeney will obviously have been called up or if he was able to. And if has anybody came there? I've just scanned down through the through the comments there. I may have missed it. Am I right in saying that if he plays for the 18s or the 21s, it automatically reg- renders him ineligible to play for the senior team then? Um if it's like on a Friday or a Saturday, yes, I think you can play like on a Tuesday or Wednesday if games fall in those days. But I think there's some cutoff limit that if you play I can't remember what it is. But if somebody knows the knows the the facts on that, DM me if it's after this or pop it into the comments here. I'd like to get uh, a definitive on that. And see, that's why Paddy should be here. Paddy would know that thing off by heart now. I miss Paddy. And you know who else I miss? I miss Ashley Priest because I was just saying it as well beforehand. You know Ashley Priest is off because my timeline has been predictably, unpredictably quiet, you know, without all those photographs. I like seeing the photographs of players getting off the bus and stuff like that and getting the warm up and getting a feeling for what it's like at the ground and things like that. You'd, you'd miss Ashley Priest when he's, out, when he's off. Who gave him holidays anyway? Who gave him holidays anyway? Um, that's what I say. <laughs> um, anything else there? Uh, 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 oh. where are we? Uh, sorry, guys. And what this is a good a good complaint I'm making. It's a good problem to have, but you guys are so engaged with the comments. Um, and I do go back and I read them back afterwards. It's just when you're in the stream like that. If I'm reading every comment, it's coming up. It's it, it leaves a lot of dead space. So keep 
Um, keep popping in the comments if if if, if you, do, you do so wish. I will read them. And then I'll, I'll try to bring them up then in the next podcast that we do. Yes, also, if you could like the stream, that would be really cool. There's been up to 500 people watching this at some stage, which is amazing. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, so if you could just give us a thumbs up on the, on the, on the stream, uh, we'd absolutely love it as well. It costs you nothing to do, and it just helps the ag algorithm remember that we're actually here. Um. Oh, club's already said it's an illness. Cool, excellent. I haven't been around uh, social media this morning. As I say, I've been a bit delicate after a night, uh, after the night before. Um, where else are we? Yeah, Michael Giles is getting the brandy and Valium ready for four p.m. You know, <laughs> chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I don't think either of those would even cure what's going on in my head at the moment. Uh, so I just need a good performance. Um, I need a good performance. Um, right, guys, what I'm going to do, yeah, and Dan McKenzie says, West Ham bullied us last season. What do we do? We do nothing in regards to formation or personnel. Um, well, with personnel, certainly, but I think, you know, slightly hamstrung from the point of view of not having a Tyrone Mings there. But yes, as I say, there's, there's like my eyeballs are going to be firmly fixed on what way we set up. And what level of, um, I suppose, uh, gung-ho attack-mindedness we have in the first 10 minutes. Because uh, as, as we've seen, we've scored early in, in two games. But uh, we haven't really had the nose to kind of uh, manage the game, if that makes sense. And I think we're going to need to manage this game somehow, shape or form, and try and keep the ball away from, from West Ham. And specifically, we're going to need to go wide because we're going to need to keep it away from the two giants that are going to shield our two centre halves as well. They're in an unbelievably enviable, unenviable, and, and and kind of unique situation. I think the fact that they have those two hulks in the middle of their in the middle of the park and they're able to just put them in front of two extra hulks. So like it's like once you get past one boss, it's like a computer game. Once you get past one boss, you've got to face the big boss. Then after that, and you're obviously it takes an effort to get past those two men in midfield, and then you've got two international quality very very good center halves after that then as well so we're going to need to go wide and then the conundrum then is they'll force us wide and if we do go wide and we're crossing the ball in we still have the same issue from that we had day one with regards to we're not very good at crossing the ball and secondly we're not very good at scoring from headers and we're against four big massive strong men so it's going to be super important that we get players on the penalty spot and we're cutting the ball back or we're getting in behind the two the two full backs, backs if they do go forward. And ipso facto, we don't have Leon Bailey. So because we don't have Leon Bailey there, it all falls upon Ollie Watkins, who's going to need to be picture perfect today because Danny Ings doesn't really have it in him anymore to be running around and to do all that kind of stuff. I don't think, personally, I don't think that. So it is kind of strange that the Leon Bailey factor isn't there, specifically if we're going to be so gung-ho in attack like we have been so far. I could just about stomach it if the for maybe 50 minutes we're tight, we control the game, we try and frustrate West Ham, we try and let them, uh, we try and uh, pass the ball around, keep the ball away from them, and then and tire them out in that 50 minutes. Yes, we unleash a Buendia and a Bailey, and uh, we go for it then, and we go with that bit of pace and that bit of nose up top. But, you know, that's, that's why when we look at the team at the moment, it looks like we're pretty much doing the same thing again and we're crossing our fingers and we're hoping that we have a good performance for it. And yes, it needs to come and it may come at some stage. I just hope it is today. And that's the word I, I hate because hope. You shouldn't really be coming to a game, a home game like this, with, with just saying, I hope that we can have a decent performance today because that's all we can do because we haven't seen massive, we haven't seen an awful lot of decent performances so far. Um, Where is, oh... Yes, this is what I, I actually had. Uh, I, I was thinking about this, and that is correct. A fourth different centre-back pairing in four games for Aston Villa this season in the Premier League. Obviously, two of those down to injury, one of them down to um, 
selection and uh, selection reasons. But yes, that's uh, that just shows. And I don't I don't think that's any. Yes, you could probably say leaving out Tyro Mings was uh, and, and it was because I think like bringing in Kanza just didn't work against Bournemouth and, and he was culpable for both their goals, essentially. Um, and, and you could probably put that one on Gerard, But uh, this isn't it isn't like we're tinkering at centre half to try and find out what works. There's been genuine reasons, I think, for for the changes so far. But once again, absolutely not ideal. But. We may stumble upon some gold today, and that these two guys, um, I, I, I'm, you know, they're two good footballers, and they should be able to play together. And let's see if that comes. Let's see if that comes to fruition. All right, guys, let's pop in your, uh, pop in the comments there. We'll do a quick roundup of what you think the uh, the score is going to be. If you haven't liked the stream, please give us a thumbs up and like the stream. While you're popping in your comments there with regards to the scores, guys, I'm going to pop up something here on the screen. As you all know, that you can leave a voicemail for our voicemail podcast, which will be coming up tomorrow afternoon. And if you want to leave a voicemail for us, you can do so on speakpipe.com forward slash for the love of Palmer Grab Pod. Um, and we would love to hear your voicemail. So after the match, if you feel there's anything you want to get off your chest, if you just want to ring us and start celebrating down the phone because um, because Aston Villa have somehow managed to 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 grab a 1-0 or a plucky 2-1 two, two win, uh, that's fantastic. Or if there's something that, that you feel is uh, needs to be changed or if there was something that you saw within the game, try and keep it cordial. You know, don't come on and start, you know, swearing about players and stuff like that try and keep it cordial or whatever um but we will discuss obviously we will play them and we will discuss any of those those um voicemails on our podcast tomorrow afternoon at tomorrow evening half past nine um so we'd love to hear from you guys do that also for any of you guys who wish do so wish villa mugs are still our mugs are villa plus tea and villa plus coffee mugs are still available on northern ireland mug company it's the nimugco.co.uk. If you want to help out the podcast, you can do so, and you can get yourself a nice little mug in in, in return. Um, so thank you so much to everybody who's purchased them. We've seen some fantastic photographs, and there's a lot of them came through to me today as well, uh, people having their hopeful tea and hopeful coffee this morning. So thank you so much to everybody who's purchased one as well. So here we go. We've got some of these in. So we have AVFC Jared says 2-1 West Ham, um, 84 Tolly says Jared will not be manager by the end of October. Mountains and Villa says 3-1 hammer time. AVFC status says 3-1 to West Ham. 3-1 Villa says Martin McKeever. That's the job. Danny H says 2-2. Um, P055UM says 1-0 Villa. Uh, 3-1 Little Phil bracing coming up the Villa says Bashik. Um, Jordy says 8-5 from 5-0 down. That's why I love you. That's why I love you, Jordy. Um, Scott Taggart says, I hope I'm wrong. 3-1 to, to West Ham. And, and look, as I say, it could very easily be. Uh, Music Junkie says, 3-1 Villa. Uh, there's a masterclass on the way. 2-1 West Ham says, Karma, baby. 2-3 uh, Villa, 2 up and lose. Oh, no. Don't do that to me. We've seen, we've seen that movie a couple of times already. We don't need to see it again. It doesn't need to have a, a third sequel to that one. Um, as I drop my phone. Uh, in 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 shock and horror at us losing a two goal lead, um, Noel Connacht and we are staying up. We are well, might we'll see. Uh, Daniel Suttle says three uh, one West Ham Skamak and four nils to score. Unfortunately, Errol Elliott says three 0 to Villa. I think Villa is not that bad. Plus, we really need this. Yeah, I, I actually I've come to the point of view that we can't. We aren't as bad as we think, but you know it still doesn't make us any better. <laughs> as well, we just as I said the. the the, the epiphany moment I had over the weekend was I think the reason is that we're seeing the same thing over and over again 
and it's it's nothing seems to be changing. I think that's what's really getting fans down, and certainly getting me down. That's that's what's certainly getting. Me. I won't speak for any other fan uh, and what they think, but uh, yes, the the it's more so the tactics and the performance on the field. But we do have good players, and that's the frustrating part. So I I would love if it was three 0 to Villa. Um, the MacBees go man John. He says one all Buendia with a second half equalizer. I'd love it. Um. 2-1 Villa, McGinn strike from outside the box into the top corner. Once again, I would love that. A reluctant Socialist says, I think it'll be a very tight 1-0 to either side, depending on how successful Villa are keeping it tight. Our West Ham will score early, meaning Villa have to open up and lose 2-3-0. Uh, yeah, the worst possible thing. I might even turn it off if West Ham score in the first 10 minutes because it ain't going to be pretty watching with them being able to park the bus there. Not at all, not at all. Um, Rob Henry says, would love a 1-0 Villa, but, hopeful, uh, but not hopeful 2-0 West Ham. Um, Bawateli says two, nil nil. Uh, Richie Ryan says two two. Uh, Be happy says one one. Uh, Hab Zed Raman says three one. Um, if you see Jared, yeah, that would be nice. I suspect Camaro will get his first goal. That'd be nice. I, I'd sign up for that. I think that'd be worth celebrating for sure. Uh, three one home win says Brian Farrell. Two one Villa says Gary Edmonds. Hitton. Pokar says 1-1. I think hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Ronan Ward says a positive 2-0 to the Villa. I'd absolutely love it. Uh, IJL1982 says 4-0 West Ham. Stevie G still has no idea what his best formation of the team is. Uh, hard to disagree with some of that for sure. Um, 2-1 West Ham. Really random review says 6-0 to West Ham and Stevie G to get the sack says Gaz. Uh, and then it's it's... Flipped on its side, the mirror is put down, and Umar Ali says six nil to Villa. I'll take that all day long. I'll, I can guarantee you, the post match pod would just be random noises coming out of my mouth um, of uh, shock and elation if it was six nil to Aston Villa. Um, Richard Nose says a score draw, and uh, yeah, so that's where we are at the moment. Once again, guys, everybody, it's half past one. Get yourselves ready for the game. For those of you who are in the ground, I think I saw. Kieran was in there early on. I forgot to click on your um I forgot to click on your uh, your message. You're at the ground at the moment. Bring us some cheer, bring us some luck. And uh, as I say, roar the boys on to victory hopefully today. It's half past one. Get yourself settled in front of your TV or wherever you're going to watch the game. Get your beverage, get your snack, make yourself as comfortable as possible. It's a football game, but it means an awful lot to the to us as fans, and we want to see a good performance today. Lastly, as well, Peter Moore, if you are watching this, please give us a uh please. Uh, reach out to us I will DM you myself and let you know you are the winner of our shirt from our giveaway and we will be having another giveaway very soon so keep an eye out on our socials specifically Twitter it will be through Twitter Um, so uh, keep an eye out for that as well thanks a million everybody lads we hit 500 we did 500 people watching at one stage during this which is absolutely bonkers Um, so I thank you so much for absolutely everything you do if you haven't hit the, hit the like button on the stream please do half an hour to kick off Get your chakras in order. I will see you again directly afterwards for a post-match uh, review. Hopefully, it will be a happy one. Enjoy it. Stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.